Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you take small, consistent actions. My guest this week is Sam Demma, and I'm excited to share his story and all of the work he's doing with you. Sam is a speaker and best-selling author who is committed to promoting hope and emphasizing the value of service through his work. I was inspired by this conversation with Sam, so without further ado... Let's get started with this episode featuring Sam Demma. My name is Sam Demma. I'm 23 years old. I am a son, a brother, a keynote speaker, an author. I am working on creating programs for students, for organizations, for associations to help them create a culture of service and hope. Um, currently operating a tour called the Empty Your Backpack Tour. We did our first leg this past spring. We have our second leg coming up this fall. Behind the scenes, I'm working on a children's book about kindness that will come out in late June. And I'm super excited about life. <laughs> That's great. And thank you for that intro, Sam. So I'm excited to learn more about what got you started with this work. Can you tell me more about just kind of what that journey was like for you. I know some people have an aha moment that really motivates them, but for other people, it's more gradual or it's more of a slow burn. Can you tell me more about what inspired you to get started with your work as a speaker and an author? Growing up, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Competition was a big part of my life. Soccer was the sport. Pursued it very seriously. At the age of 13, moved to Italy, lived with a pro club for six months, came back home, trained really hard throughout high school. Senior year, I ended up earning a full-ride Division One scholarship opportunity, ended up having three major knee injuries and two surgeries, lost the scholarship, spent two and a half years on the sideline, trying my best to get back on the field and bring everything back to life. It wasn't working out. I went down a pretty challenging path mentally, not feeling like I had much worth as a human being. And then I had a high school teacher who helped me realize that my self-worth wasn't attached to my identity as an athlete, that soccer was just one game in life, but at any point in time, I could start playing a new one and that there was thousands of other pathways available. And he was always talking about changing the world. And his name was Michael Loudfoot. He taught this lesson in class that if you want to change something, start by taking a small, consistent action. And those three words created the foundation for my future. I carried them with me in my backpack, asked myself, what can I do? What small actions can I take to reinvent myself and make a positive impact? One day walking home, I stumbled over a coffee cup and decided that my small consistent action, at least my first one, could be picking up litter. That led to a volunteer organization where we completed over 350 community cleanups, filled over 3,000 bags of garbage, and started delivering these short presentations in schools to recruit students as volunteers for our litter cleanups. After doing about 40 of them, I realized one, that I loved doing it, and two, that it was having a positive difference, but had no plans to pursue that work professionally in the future until a principal handed me an honorarium and said, you have a talent, you have a knack for this. I think you should look into it. And I went home and I went on Google and I searched youth speaker 
and I called everyone I could find on the first five pages of results. I was 18 and I asked them all these questions and they gave me their time. And I think that's what started me down the journey I'm on today. When I first started, I had no idea I would be doing the work that I'm doing today. All I knew is that I, I felt significant and I felt like I was making a meaningful contribution. And so the thing that really started it for me was adversity. It was losing everything that I thought I wanted in life. It was going down the mountain and starting from scratch. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And thank you for sharing that small, consistent action advice. I think that's really important and it's great advice for everyone to hear, no matter what field or what they're working on. I, I also want to do kind of a fast forward to now. So can you tell me more about the tour that you did over the spring? I'd just love to know more about where you went, what you spoke about, and what that tour was like for you. When I first started speaking, all of my presentations were about servant leadership as I continued to work in school, other topics came to mind that I really wanted to speak about, one being mental health, another being kindness and hope. And I think all three of those things tied together in a program that I deliver now called Empty Your Backpack. During the pandemic, a high school student I had a conversation with was seriously struggling with their mental health. And when I asked them why to try and understand, the root of the issue was the words other people were using to describe them. It was the actions of others they were carrying in their quote unquote backpacks. And I remember after this emotional conversation thinking to myself, I wonder how long this young person has been carrying around the negative thoughts somebody else has about them and how much power they're giving to this individual. And when I thought about carrying a backpack came to mind and I thought if you're carrying lots of opinions, you probably have a pretty big backpack. And so I ended up writing this spoken word poem and I, I went online and I searched for a giant backpack and I found it. And after I had the poem in the backpack, I was going to make a, a music video and just post it on YouTube with this spoken word piece. But it sat beside my bed every single day for six months. And I would wake up and look at it and think to myself, there has to be more to this idea than just a poem in a big bag. And that's when I had the idea of writing the book, Empty Your Backpack, and then launching across Canada speaking tour where we stop in high schools and talk about the importance of mental health and how your mindset uh, leads to every outcome you experience, that your beliefs lead to how you feel and how you feel leads to your actions and your actions lead to your results. And so emptying your backpack of those negative limiting stories and narratives is so important for us to feel whole as humans and pursue the pathways we're passionate about. And Basically, after I had the idea, I created a web page. I started calling schools, said, let's get involved. I wanted there to be a give back opportunity as a part of the entire experience. We ended up lining up 87 speaking events across five provinces. We drove about 19,000 kilometers with a team of four people. Um, it was the experience of a lifetime. We were able to donate some funds to jack.org, which was the mental health charity that we partnered with that supplied us with resources to leave in each of these school communities. And in exchange, uh, we of course donated a, pro, a, pro, a percentage of the proceeds to support the work they're doing in advocacy around policy in Canada for mental health. Um, and so that really was what inspired the empty your backpack speaking tour schools and associations expressed their interest online at emptyyourbackpack.ca. And we actually provided the ebook version of the book to all students that participated for free as an additional resource. 
That's really cool. So tell me about the plans for the next tour. Do you have a schedule for the tour yet? And are you planning on speaking about similar topics? I definitely understand if you can't tell me all of the details, but I would love to know as much as you can share about this next leg of your tour. This time around, we're doing a little less intentionally because I think my mental health took a little bit of a hit on the first leg. <laughs> I really tried to do as much as I possibly could. And on certain days we had four, five, six hours worth of presentations followed by a four or five hour drive, arrive at the next city at 11 p.m. and wake up at seven for another speech. And I realized that I need to make sure I take care of my health so I can pour into others. So this time around, rather than 87, we're aiming for 65 events. It's local. So most of the travel experience will be driving to an event and then coming back home. There are a couple of flights in different provinces, although we're not doing a straight drive across the country until September of 2024. So this version slash leg of the tour starts on September the 3rd locally at Queens University in Kingston. And we have so far 42 events booked in September, October, and November. There is going to be a give back portion um, of this project, although I haven't announced it yet because we're working on different partnerships. I have a potential idea of doing something special in Kenya. So uh, I'm not going to reveal too much about that yet, but I'm super excited about it. And I just found a videographer to join me on this leg because our previous videographer is now building his own massive clothing company and I'm so excited for him. But that's um, a little bit about the fall tours. I think that's so exciting. And I want to ask you a little bit more about what you said about looking out for yourself better on this leg of the tour than on the last one. It sounds like your schedule was so busy on the tour this spring. And so you're planning to do less on this next tour, which is definitely a way of prioritizing your mental health and making sure that you don't overload yourself. As someone who speaks and writes about mental health, what are some of your other strategies to take care of your own mental health? For me, the biggest thing is staying in routine. And it sounds counterintuitive because some people will look at uh, a morning or nighttime routine and think that seems overwhelming. And for me, it's the total opposite. When I follow the protocols and the routines that I know make me feel good, even if they sound a little bit extreme to others, it fills me up. And the moments where I let the routine slip are typically the moments where I experience the most mental and internal challenges. So for me, that looks like waking up, doing 20 minutes of yoga, doing a quick 20 minute run, and then hitting a little weighted workout in the basement. Typically two of my buddies come over around like 6, 6.30 and we do it all together. And on the road that can't happen. So just keeping the promise to myself of following through and doing those things is really important. Another big one is meditation. Whether it's in the morning or at some point during the day, silencing my mind, which seems to run on autopilot all day spitting thoughts at me uh 24 7. meditation helps me realize that i am not my thoughts and i can let them pass by and that's been a really big support in managing my own mental health and emptying my backpack and the final thing i'll say is well actually not final but another thing i'll say is journaling every day before going to sleep letting go of the thoughts of that day, you know, taking them out of my head and putting them on page gives me the permission to close my eyes and stop thinking about certain things, knowing that I've captured them and can deal with them tomorrow, or just turn the page and let that thing sit in the past. Um, and then finally, it's people. 
it's surrounding yourself with good human beings who you can call when things are not going the way you expected them to and allow them to lift you up in those moments. And I have thankfully lots of those individuals who I can call and a few of which are extremely close who I know will pick up the phone if it's an, if it's a special emergency. So I'll say those things are some of the things that I do and I'm so grateful for that helped me empty my backpack. Thank you for sharing those, Sam. And I think those strategies are great. And there's such a range there that I think everyone might be able to relate or maybe even want to try at least one of those. So I have one more question for you. Lots of young people, especially high school students and college students, want to create change, but they may not know how to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? I'll just share what I did. For me, I got very curious about something. So get very curious about something. And the chances are somebody else in the world has gotten very curious about that similar topic or that social issue. Find those similar people who are just as curious about it as you are that are maybe five steps or 10 steps ahead and ask those folks questions. That could be as simple as reaching out via email saying, hey, my name is Sam and I'm 18 and one day I want to do what you're doing. Can I just have 10 minutes of your time to ask you a couple questions and tell you about how your work is having an impact on my life? That's how I started. And I had no idea what I was doing. And sometimes I joke that I still don't. (laughs) So don't feel like you need to have it all figured out to begin. That's a belief and a narrative that maybe it's time to empty out of your backpack to begin with. Um, But if you are excited to start, get curious about something, find someone else who's curious about it, who's a little bit ahead of you, and reach out to ask that person some questions because likely they can shorten the learning curve and provide you with the first steps to take. I really enjoyed this conversation with Sam, and I think he is a great example of someone who practices what they preach. Sam is traveling around Canada and giving speeches about mental health and giving advice about how to live a happier and healthier life. And I think he's also a great role model for his audiences and for everyone who wants to make change. Sam's story began with the advice from his teacher about making a small, consistent action, which led Sam to pick up a coffee cup one day, which eventually led Sam to doing the work he's doing today, inspiring millions of people around Canada and around the world. I think Sam's story and his advice are great to keep in mind because change comes when you take small, consistent actions. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and you can find Sam on Instagram at Sam underscore Dema to get connected with him. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.